guys. Welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. It's always free to subscribe and listen to the show. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. Really, really helpful to help us get some uh, exposure for the podcast, thus getting exposure for Arizona beer. Much appreciated. Also, huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, Chris Odom, Gerardo Jaime, Jim Flager, and Marcus Pena. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash tap that az podcast we've got a few different tiers in there got some swag bags we've got some shirts we've got some early access to the podcast episode so go check it out patreon.com forward slash tap that az podcast all right let's take let's get into this episode so for this one we headed down to tucson to hang out with the guys at dragoon so we've got quite the giveaway package for this one if you're the first tap that az listener to go into Dragoon's Tucson Tap Room and tell them you heard their episode uh, on Tap That AZ, Dragoon will hook you up with a four-pack, a work shirt, a decorated stemware glass, and a hat. Pretty, pretty badass. So make sure you get in there. Really cool tap room. These guys are awesome. So let's tap into Dragoon Brewing Company. We're here in uh, Tucson. This is right off of Grant, right? Yeah. Grant Night 10. Yeah. We're at Dragoon. This place is awesome, man. I'm a little embarrassed I haven't been here yet. Had lots <laughs> of your beers, but I've never been to this tap room. This place is great. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start with uh, introducing everybody. You want to start right over here? Stout, the uh, tap room manager right up front. All right. I'm Eric. I'm the head brewer and one of the owners. I'm Tristan. I'm the GM and one of the owners. Excellent. Well, guys, thanks for having us in. Yeah, this thank is, you. This is pretty awesome. So you guys are one of the OGs in Arizona beer. Do you guys look at yourselves at that? Just yeah. No, that. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we're sad right now. We're seven and a little years old. So okay. That I understand that that we are early in the scheme of what's hot right now, but uh, I mean, there's been plenty of breweries before us. So kind of OG in that. Secondary wave, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Secondary OG? Yeah. SOG? Maybe. The yeah. secondary yeah. OG? Yeah. Are you yeah. saying we're soggy? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. New beer name right there. Right. Yeah. But, nah, I don't know if that would go no. over too well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, how did how did the, the craft beer start for, for you guys? As, as you know, it's you two as the owners, right? Eric and Tristan um, and your dad? Yep. Yeah. So how did it, how did you guys get into craft beer from the beginning? Uh, so when I'm was living in Flagstaff. Uh, I was super into just home brewing and, you know, I was working at the water, uh, water company and was making a ton of beer, uh, got really into it, uh, started a homebrew club and, and did a bunch of studying. Uh, and so when, when I moved back down to Tucson with my wife, so she could do grad school, I just wound up brewing all the time with my dad yeah. and we were just hanging out, talking about it. At the same time, I was also working at Nimbus, um, and, uh, wound up going off to uh, the American Brewers Guild um, uh, came back here, met Tristan, did some brewing with him. Yay. He kind of yeah. just like <laughs> poked us with a stick. Like, are you guys ever going to do anything? Going to do anything? Ah, so he was the one that pushed you guys to yeah, yeah. turn it into something. Oh, I mean, 
I was just the stick. I wasn't pushing anything. Right. Just <laughs> that stick is very just important. Around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Yeah. Well, so so you uh, you were in Flagstaff. You said you went to you go to NAU. Yeah, I went or, to NAU. And NAU I, worked yeah. it for the water company. So yeah. you were brewing just a hobby, like yeah. just in the garage yeah. type of thing. Yeah, and my yeah. dad, you know, he was a brewer since you know '95, I think. Okay. Um, so you know, he's he's been into it obviously for a long time. I kind of picked it up from him. Um, uh, and yeah, but then you just, turned it into a profession. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't yeah. just say, "I'm a home brewer." Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. start a brewery. Right? Yeah. You know, went out and got some school and uh, uh, worked in the industry for a little bit. Um, you know, tried to learn as much as as much as I could. Yeah. So and then you. And what did you do, Tristan? Were you I, you were homebrewing with him? I was a stay at home dad. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it up for this job. How do you feel about that in hindsight? <laughs> sometimes it's great. Sometimes I think, man, it'd be awesome to be at home and cook and yeah, yeah, <laughs> take care of my kids. But you know, whatever. Yeah, it takes a special type of person to actually both sides, right? To be a stay-at-home parent, because uh, you know, with with the job that I do, if if the kids are off school, my wife's like, hey, you got to stay home. You got the flexible job. You can like, oh man, it's, yeah. they can beat you up sometimes, right? Yeah, it's yeah. exhausting. Yeah, not much different than the brewery. Room. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, it's just a different <laughs> different type kid, of beating. Yeah, different, different child. Yeah. So, where did you guys connect over beer? Is that how you guys met each other? Yeah, we were, we were yeah. in the Tucson Homebrew Club. Okay. Um, yeah. And you were at uh, Nimbus. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That, now that that was one of the OGs for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I saw. I don't know what the story is with them now. I saw some of their cans on a shelf a few months ago. Is that right? Yeah, I I've think seen that I've also. Seen that yeah, too. right. The supermarket. Yeah. So they, different branding. It's not like the old like right. the monkey shine or whatever that. It's right. like it's yeah. a can and it just looks. I'm like, but I looked at like Tucson, Arizona. Interesting. I, I don't they, know where it's made. But. I don't know where it's made either. But they yeah. were bought by two brothers. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The brewery went into receivership, I think, a year and a half ago, and then it got picked up about six months after. I don't, I don't know what the exact timeline, but it was about okay. half a year later. Gotcha. So I didn't, I don't know what the status is. I don't think they're brewing in Tucson. Okay. But just like contracting under the name of yeah, Nimbus. they yeah. hadn't. I mean, they hadn't really been involved in any of the community stuff, like like some of the newer guys had been. They, okay. We'd seen them around a few times, but I don't know. They kind of faded away a little bit. Yeah. But it, apparently back now, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it and I was like, uh, right. are these cans like six years old? I don't know if I should buy it, right? <laughs> hey, but it's new branding. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It was yeah, new branding, a, right? Yeah. It's a totally different label. It doesn't yeah. look anything like it used mm-hmm. to, which is, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Because yeah. their, their old labels were pretty awesome. Pretty yeah, that was yeah, pretty right like in-depth, like yeah. the design and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, beautiful. So you were, you were brewing with them, and you yeah. guys connected, and, and did you have his beer, and you're like, dude, you need to do something with this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it this is probably wasn't exactly like that. But. Right. <laughs> right. No, it was really good. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't like to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you guys decide you're gonna. Hey, we're gonna open up a brewery. The three of you, right? How did, how did, wh- what happened from that point? Like from the time you guys were like, let's do this. A lot of sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is the the original location, right? Sort of. We started okay. uh, technically next door, Suite One Eleven. Okay. Uh, Five thousand square feet. Uh, signed a lease in 2011. Opened the doors. Uh, brewed our first batch in. Was it February? The end of February? February 2012. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And then yeah. we had some struggles with some equipment and didn't get our first release done until April. Okay. Um, and then opened the tap room doors, I think, like the first weekend in May. 
not this tap room. No. This, so then when in, it was that sweet. So okay. we had a five-year lease, and in 2014... Yeah, 20, uh, December 2014, we opened this tap room space and started putting tanks in the in the backside of this in okay. uh, yeah. 2015, early 2015. Yeah. Gotcha. And then uh, just recently signed a lease for the space next door, too, which is mostly going to be dry storage um, okay. and some office space, but... Uh, we're kind of outgrowing the warehouse that we have now. Pretty quickly. Within seven years, you go from that to now this to now that, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So well, how did it, the, the, so the the creation of it, like, well, I mean, the name Dragoon, like what, what how did you guys come up with Dragoon? Because I know these days coming up with a brewery name, you usually have to go with like your 112th option, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We went, so we kind of agreed to start a company and we were struggling to find a name. I mean, I think we kicked around too many names i mean yeah. not not too many names the right amount of names because i think we landed on something awesome but it was a long conversation and we kicked around a lot of ideas um and we just we named ourselves after the dragoon mountains we wanted something regional but you know unique and cool and yeah um we're named after this cool mountain range in southeast arizona that uh eric and his wife used to rock climb in and oh, wow yeah has a lot of uh a lot of history that isn't always pretty, but definitely is uh, embodies the Southwest. Okay, the, the culture of Arizona. And yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, what 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 is the history? Is it? Oh, I mean, there's just you know the range wars and oh, um, okay. yeah, you know Native American culture in that area. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's a really if you've never seen it, uh, you can see the the south of the I-10. Um, it's a really striking mountain range. Gotcha. So it's not that far from from here then. No. no. Gotcha. Forty five minutes, hour, or something, yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Depends okay. on how fast you drive. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you've ever driven to New Mexico, you've driven right through it. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Just on the other side of Benson, uh, just east of Benson, it's called Texas Canyon. There's a portion of it. It's actually that picture up there. But uh, yeah, we have a big mural. Oh, in gotcha. oh nice. I didn't even see that. I was th- so like drawn to the. To the yeah. barrels and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit, there's something over here too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah and there's there's tons and tons and tons of rock climbing. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. One of the biggest areas of you know of I don't what's you, what's the technical term for it? I mean, it's probably one of the biggest uh, areas in the in Arizona. You know, maybe not the most climbed because it's a little it's a little bit backcountry, but it's yeah. it's pretty cool. But yeah. it's it's typically it's. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of trad, yeah, multi-pitch okay. stuff. Um, okay. You know, it's not, that's what I don't it's know. Not, <laughs> I don't know this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on Mount Lemmon that's just single pitch. You know, walk up and it's already bolted and stuff like that. Oh, gotcha. This okay. is this is a little more more backcountry type of. So kind of do kind of making your own path yeah, type of yeah. type of, like that's I guess my my common man terms of it. Yeah. Right. Make it. <laughs> same here, man. Same here. <laughs> yeah. So you come out you you hit on Dragoon. It was it immediately where you guys like hell yeah like that is. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, I mean, pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the first name that we were all kind of like, "Oh, no, we don't all hate this." Right. <laughs> yeah. That takes a lot. That's a lot of conversations, a lot of beers to go through to get to that point. Sometimes, Indeed. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there have been a few places they're like, "Oh no, yeah." The first one we picked, it was like, "I'm like, no, <laughs> no, come on now." Uh, so, what about the the logo itself? Because I love I love the logo that just the simplicity of it. Um, what, what's the What's the story behind that? Uh, you want the long story or the short story? How long is a long story? <laughs> <laughs> it's not too long. Um, yeah. So you guys were actually were talking about the artwork from the old Nimbus bottles. Um, yeah. So we have a friend that 
did some graphic design and some web design. And he actually mentored under the guy that did the Nimbus uh, oh. stuff. His name is Jackson Boltz. He's at the, I don't know if he's still at the U of A um, in, the, in one of their design programs. But um, our friend Matt actually uh, kind of mentored under him. And um, he came up with a few different iterations and we kind of had some comments and stuff. But, uh, you know, we kind of explain it as it's a cog uh, with crossed arrows. Um, you're free to interpret it however you want. I've heard people look at it as like a bike wheel or a bottle cap, which is kind of funny because we've never bottled. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. But <laughs> I always, I always kind of explain it as there's two sides to it. Is one is uh, it's a juxtaposition of traditional symbolism, arrows crossed, okay. uh, and modern symbolism, the kind of gear symbol, um, and that's tradition of brewing and also innovation and in, in what we're doing and you know modern technology um but also the the main focus point and what we you know when we take that logo and we simplify it we pull the arrows and the dot out and uh the dot really is just there to provide some balance so it's not just a simple uh crossed arrows also you know makes it trademarkable but um yeah. <laughs> the crossed arrows is a symbol of friendship and for us you know beer is all about friends and community so wow I love that. I mean, I've always loved it without even knowing any of that stuff. And that wasn't that long of a version, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a longer, longer version, we might have a, a whole episode for that because I like that. But, uh, but no, I was, I've always looked at it and like, man, that's a great, great logo. But now when you understand the, the story behind it, I think it's, I think it's great. Thanks. Yeah. There's so much like depth to it, you know? bottle cap i never looked at it as a bottle cap now i will even though you don't want me to right yeah, yeah whatever you said that <laughs> i know we'll edit that out edit that out that for tristan's first edit at 11 Beep. minutes yeah <laughs> yeah uh so so you get things rolling um how were you do you guys know anybody else in the brewing industry down here to kind of bounce ideas off of to say hey dude how do we deal with the city how do we put this thing together yeah. <laughs> i wish we did yeah <laughs> Uh, at the time when we opened, we didn't really have too many too many people to lean on. You know, I mean, a lot of that stuff is so uh, um, you know it's very locally controlled. So yeah. you know, talking to other brewers you know around the country wasn't a. I mean, a general help. Uh, sure. We got some some from the BA and and uh, the craft brewers conference, uh, but mostly it was honestly we just did a lot of going down to the city, talking to the people at the at the planning desk. Um, and asking them the what you know like where we should be if we want to do this this and this yeah and, you know they they really helped us kind of walk through and find the places that that we uh, would be successful in. Um, you mean like areas of town, areas or, of town. Okay. What kind of zoning we should look for, uh, gotcha. things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, basically we we just kind of like didn't want to fight with them about a lot of that stuff, and we yeah. you know our location. Uh, you know, we weren't trying to be downtown. Uh, you know, we didn't have a very specific location in mind. We just wanted okay. it to be accessible so we could distribute easily from this, from the place. So, yeah. you know, like we let them kind of dictate the kinds of things that we should do, uh, or look for as far as, uh, uh, the facility goes. Uh, and that honestly made it pretty easy the first time, Yeah, you know, and then, you know, now that we're locked in here, it has been different every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, and the, you know, the, Honestly, the city didn't have much of an idea of what to do with us yeah. when oh. we first opened. They were kind of like, I remember arguing with the zoning guy that one time about, well, you can't put a retail space in an I-2 zone building. And we we're like, well, yeah, we can. Yeah. He's like, no, your, your liquor license won't allow it. And I was like, well, no, we can. <laughs> and we, you know, we went upstairs. He's like, well, you need to go upstairs and talk to this person. And so we were like, okay, here we go. Right. Like, and then I remember we 
there was an argument about parking spaces, and so we got to practice our microfilm reading. Yeah, the, that's good. I don't know if you remember those old yeah. machines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we yeah. went and counted parking spaces, and it was a lot of, like, I wouldn't say banging our head against things, but it was a lot of footwork. I mean, we were down at the city Yeah, it was just not hanging out there and <laughs> yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like, once they see you <laughs> enough times, they're kind of like, oh, you guys must actually care about what you're doing. Yeah. You're here. Yeah. And I think that flexibility too, that, that goes a long way because, you know, there are places that are like, dude, we want, we want a, you know, a building that's all by itself. We want this many, like the more specific you yeah, get, yeah. the harder it's going to be able to find yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so you guys are like, I don't know, man, we just want to, that was interesting. You said you wanted to distribute from the beginning. Yeah. That was the plan. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Cause a lot of places are just like, we just want to open a tap room, kind of see what happens. So why that? Like, why did you guys decide that from the beginning? Well, at the time when we opened, you know, I think we were the fourth brewery in town. Um, six, te- six, six licensed technically there was the three big guys and then technically the address in borderlands yeah were yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. right, but, okay um but you know something I that it, it was a different landscape for sure and and you know back then there seemed like a whole lot more room for for distributing breweries and yeah. I, and i think it was a it was a good time for us and and it, and it has worked but you know today i don't know if that would be the the model we would go after really yeah, I mean, a, we, we went back and forth between Brewpub or, I mean, that was all that there was at yeah. that time was Brewpub or Distributing Brewery. And we kind of modeled ourselves after the San Diego scene a little bit, yeah. both with our products to start out with and kind of the way that we approached the business. Yeah. Um, but we self-distributed, which was also unique at the time. I mean, I, there, were, there had only been a few that had done that before us. I mean, um, either they're not distributing or they're trying to get on with the distributor. Right. Kind of yeah. not, that, not that middle ground right. of we're going to make it in. Put it yeah. out and drive the and truck, clean yeah. the lines. Right, yeah. yeah. Go yeah, to on that. sales calls to like Flagstaff and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do much in Flagstaff. Okay. We did do Phoenix, which was kind of a bear. Yeah. yeah. It's a hard market truck. to get in, right? I mean, because there's a lot of, there's a lot there. I mean, just yeah, like yeah. out of state brands and then the in state brands and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what did you guys decide to, to start with? I mean, obviously the, the, the IPA is that's. That's the one, right? I mean, that's the one that people yeah. think of the Dragoon IPA. How do you feel about that? Do you like the IPA? I like it. I drink it yeah. most days. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say every day, but most yeah. days. You almost did, though. I drink it every single <laughs> every day. I mean, most days, yeah. <laughs> uh, so how, what did you guys come up with at the beginning? Like, what were you like, hey, these are the beers we're going to have from the get-go? We started, so the first two beers we had when we opened were Dragoon IPA and Stronghold Session. Okay. Um, we had, you know a tap room with two beers on tap yeah <laughs> with the plan uh, to distribute yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. No, no package it was just draft yeah, yeah yeah so we were filling growlers and uh, a lot of growlers um yeah uh, so after that we you know we really wanted to focus on two core products and uh you know do a, a lot of rotation and specialty beer and, and seasonal things so we you know originally we also had um in that first year a, a kind of a lineup of products that was uh we called them our seasonal beers and and they rotated every three or four months. Uh, we used you know like very local or regional ingredients as much as possible, and and uh, kind of did some you know generally more um, traditional styles like you know saison blue, which we're about to release on Saturday. I saw that. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I'm like, man, I wish I'd have came here next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that was one of our first seasonal beers that we we put out. Um, our Ojo Blanco. It's a wit beer with um, coriander, cumin, and lime. Yeah. Um, and I, I would actually just like to add that it wasn't just uh, local ingredients. It was local flavored ingredients. Yeah, so it was, yeah. you know, a mesquite smoked porter, which, nice. you know, I feel like is pretty Tucson. Yeah. It's pretty some, southwest. It's like, you know, really, really uh, southwestern focused. Um, 
And then, yeah, we just did a bunch of, you know, one-off beers. Uh, I think that, that first year we were open, we brewed more different beer than, uh, maybe, maybe the first full year we were open, we did more different beer than, than we have any year since. But, you know, it's just a lot of like one batch when it's gone, it's gone. Uh, put it on the truck get it out the door yeah <laughs> it's crazy it? when you look at that beer archive on the website yeah and you go through all those other ones that we did back in the day and it's like <laughs> so you guys documented <laughs> all those so you can go back and see everything that yeah. you've made from yeah. that i think every yeah. beer we've ever brewed i mean we don't have every, each batch listed out but yeah a lot yeah. of it though is up there and it's kind of it's kind of crazy because i had a customer the other day remind me about one of those and i'm like oh yeah like <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You argue with them like, we never like made that. Yeah, it's yeah. on your website. Oh, shit. Yeah. We did. yeah, one of the ones that I just remembered about was the uh, Alt Pueblo, yeah. which was a great beer. We did it with a bunch of other brewers in Tucson, and uh, it was a fundraiser beer. It was a lot of fun, but it was like, I haven't thought about that beer in probably since we sold out of it. <laughs> was it an alt beer? Yeah. 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 It was good, too. It was real good. Yeah, I like alt beers. I don't think people make enough of those, so yeah. if you guys want to bring that back, uh, yeah, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> we'll add it to the list of beers that we want to brew. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is longer long than the yeah. list that you've probably already brewed. Yeah. 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 So, Stout, when did you, which is amazing, your last name is actually Stout. It is, yes. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Meant to be. Yes. When did you join, when did you join in with these guys? Um, well, I was working at Plaza for a long time. Um, Plaza Liquors is a very old liquor store here in town. I think they're 41 years old or oh, something wow. like that. Okay. Um, and they're, throughout the state, I'd say they're probably one of the oldest liquor stores and oldest craft beer liquor stores. I mean, they have yeah. a lot of other craft product. But uh, So I was the beer guy over there, and that's how I met Eric and Tristan. They'd always come by, and we just uh, strike up conversation and talk about beer taste beer do whatever else yeah uh, tristan back in the day also used to host these parties where everyone would just uh show up with a kind of a mixed bag of a bunch of unique beers and throw them around the table and those are pretty good times um it's interesting now looking back because there's a lot of people that were sitting at that table that are still involved in the craft beer some brewing in other places and whatever else but it's kind of where the family started um but that's basically where our friendship started um, and then Tristan, in those early days when he was banging his head against the wall, uh, trying to get people to buy our beer, um, he would go down the street and there was a coffee shop. He'd pick up some coffee and then swing by and pick up some whiskey um, <laughs> for later in the day. To mix it, to mix it together, yeah. <laughs> it's to be a long day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like driving, doing sales, doing yeah. brewing. I mean, these two guys were doing absolutely everything in the beginning. And um, I don't know, just... From the very get-go, I'd come by when they were doing the build-out back in 2011 and uh, bring them some beer or some, some booze and just see how they're doing. And It's kind of a tough go. I mean, out of all those times I showed up, I'd say that, yeah, damn near all of them. It was just the two of them, you know, yeah. sweating away, getting after it all by themselves, uh, putting everything together, whether it be the brew house or doing electrical work or whatever else. And I um, was always very impressed with that. And uh, a little bit further down the line, they'd been open for a little while, and they had an opportunity to, uh, or the tap room position came available, and Tristan and I kind of threw the idea around a leap of faith, but it's a good one. (laughs) So he actually came on the day after our first holiday party, uh, January of 2013. It was like his acceptance Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, (laughs) because I was really excited. (laughs) Yeah. Plaza took really good care of me, uh, paid really well, good benefits, all that other stuff. And, uh, you know, coming over to a new startup, might take a little bit of a pay cut, some other things like that, so be it. 
Um, but I had the conversation you know, with a couple people, and some people were like, man, you got a pretty good gig. You might want to stay there. And, you know, but talked to some of the right people, and they pushed me in the right direction. I was really excited about it, so I come over to uh, let them know that, you know what? Because like, uh, well, we had that conversation on Friday, I think, is when I had my interview. Yeah, was, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then, yeah, you guys had your deal on Sunday or what? Sunday? Yeah, it was Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, sort of. Was it a rager? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It, was it was a mess. So I was real excited. Was fun, yeah. We had fun. I was real excited. I come up, and I walk into the office, and uh, just super pumped, you know, give my announcement. And Eric was... Weren't you wearing something nice, too? Which Probably. probably. I think you were wearing, yeah. like, a button-up shirt and pants, which Stout never wears never pants, wears pants, by pants. Yeah. yeah. Eric was leaning up like against pants. the wall. And it looked like someone had just shot him. <laughs> and uh, Tristan was, Tristan told me he was going to meet me there, and he was nowhere around. And I told Eric, I was like, hey, so, you know, I'm going to take the job. I'm excited. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever, man, just yeah. go. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember if I had already given my notice in my other job or not, but it was one of those times I was like, Man, I just make a horrible mistake. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think Tristan was still uh, MIA at that point. You go out but and he's like a... in his car just passed out. Like, yeah. oh, right. He's yeah. in a ditch someplace like that. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a good start, though. But I, in hindsight, now you know, like, that was a good sign. These guys are really into, into what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. a, little too a couple much. days later, they explained it to me. Yeah. I was like, all right, all that makes sense. So you didn't and, even know. Like, you didn't even uh, yeah, know that. Yeah. yeah. I just thought Eric didn't care. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Tristan wasn't even there like he said he was going to be. Yeah. And, but, uh, I don't know. I heard you accepted the position. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like is. the next day. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah. Eric's like, I don't remember. Can we run back the security tape? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did accept right. it. Right. Right. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, but been here ever since, and uh, I just love it. It's like family. And, yeah. uh, and it's just a good, awesome, tight-knit group. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of inspiring to go to work when, you know, you, you're with a bunch of people that grind it out. And... Uh, and always trying to put their best foot forward, you yeah. know, and quality is always uh, number one priority. That's, yeah. It's nice to be a part of that. Well, you guys have done, I mean, you guys, you've got the distribution out now, right? And, like, you've made your mark on Arizona beer as this, like, basically setting the bar for a lot of places. So did, do you guys feel you've got to that point, or do you feel like you have to? Like, I mean, you, it's always a, yeah. you're always looking to improve looking sure to, yeah to should be right? better yeah, least, yeah absolutely yeah so that's that's never ending quality is a never ending thing um similar to safety um you know that's been a transition i think i think we're doing a pretty decent job of that um you know trying to uh, build a culture of safety and yeah uh, there's a lot of a lot of places out there that are just small and don't have the time to think about it but we've gotten to that point now that you know making sure that our employees are safe is is a big part of us now yeah how many well. employees do you guys have now 25 wow okay nice so going from the three of you and then adding on him and (laughs) yeah 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 one of those 25 is andy right andy rich yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah i see andy all the time i'm like dude i'm like i need to get you guys on he's like reach out to him he's like i'm like all right all right so i saw him (laughs) at beer school like all right dude i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out and then i i reached out to tristan uh andy's awesome though i mean he's you know is he do you have a sales team is it just andy like who who? we have we sort of have a team Uh, we're going through some restructuring right now uh my tucson rep is just put in her notice she'll be she'll be gone by the time this airs uh but uh we're gonna be switching that around but 
ideally what we've had in the past has been a rep in each market. Um, okay. In the two primary markets anyway, uh, Tucson and Fire, or two, I can't even talk, Tucson two, and Phoenix. Okay. Um, we're about 60% of our beers sold in Tucson and a little bit less than 30% is sold in Phoenix. Okay. And we are statewide and the, the rest of the state makes up about 10% gotcha. of our sales. But so you have, because I mean, you see, you see your guys' beer everywhere. I mean, they're in supermarkets. Not everywhere. Like, <laughs> not everywhere. Are you trying <laughs> to get there? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, one of the things, so, uh, one of the reasons I got into interested in making beer a career is a person in the Tucson beer scene. Her name is, uh, Rhonda. Um, Rhonda Moniz, and now her last name, right? Moniz. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, she was the rep. <laughs> she was the rep for New Belgium for a number of years, which is when I met her, and I think these guys right. first met her. She was she's great. Um, she's now the Heineken USA rep in okay. Tucson. Uh, but she told me I did a ride along with her back when I was in college, and uh, as part of a sales class project thing. Anyway, she said that. Uh, n- craft beer doesn't belong in every bar. Mm-hmm. And I think that that doesn't necessarily mean craft beer, but our beer, because okay. you know, the community sure like worry about that. But as far as our business is concerned, we don't belong in every single place. So it's finding where that makes sense, where it's going to make sense for the, for the people to carry it, where it makes sense for us to have it. So yeah. that it, you know, it's fresh and it tastes good and it's handled right. Um, so yeah, I joke that every place should carry Dragoon, but you know, that's not really how we operate. It's, sure. it's really, where is it going to fit and where does it make sense? Yeah. Well, that's a good point too, because I, like you, like once, once it's out, it's like sending your kids to school, right? You're oh, hoping yeah, that that yeah, teacher sure. is, <laughs> yeah. is taking care of the kids, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, not just like, oh yeah, that your kid's been in the corner all day. Well, why? Like, why, right. why is my beer like what, right. you know? <laughs> so it's not good so, for every, for anybody, especially yeah. considering our flagship beer, you know, it's an IPA West coast style, yeah. you know, it, you know, it does have a shelf life and it does change, yeah. you know there's a pretty significant change once we get to the end of it and uh yeah you know making sure that the because you know sure yeah you want that customer to grab the four pack but you don't want them to grab it once you want them to grab it multiple times and if they have right. a bad experience with it you know you may get a pass depends on the person you may get a pass on that first one that they don't have a good experience with yep but if you have you know a couple of bad experiences you probably lost that customer yeah. there's so many options and there's so a much good choices. beer out there like why would they keep hammering that sure you know so yeah Making sure that that stays fresh in, in the market is very important for us. So I guess without giving away like any secrets, if there are secrets with it, but how do you how do you determine? Did you sign that, that NDA? Uh, yeah, is that what this is? Is that what this is? Oh wait, no, those are my notes. Uh, uh, so how do you determine that? Like, how do you figure out? Like, are, is this person? The, it's like interviewing a nanny, right? Like, how do you? Oh, know you mean the, the for what? As a for sales rep or for no, no, for your, um, for your, uh, where you have your beer. Like, how do you guys decide? Like, who is? I don't want to say who is worthy of it, but who, who do you trust handling your beer? Like, how do you decide that? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luck. Uh, no. Uh, as far as so we, I mean, the self distribution thing helped though. I mean, getting, yeah, for sure. Because they were very hands on. I mean, they were going into every account and. Rotating. It, yeah, it was not yeah. going through a distributor where there was a sales rep and someone else. And on that end, it was all Dragoon, seeing everything. And, uh, I mean, a couple of people now that are brewers uh, started off as draft techs. So they wow. were going into every single one of those accounts and cleaning the lines and maintaining the lines and maintaining the integrity of the product at all those accounts. So it really kind of set up a foundation. Uh, well, and you definitely get a strong market presence when you have 
you know, somebody to come in and say, hey, you want to carry our products? Right. And then you have somebody deliver it, and then you have somebody come in and clean lines. You know, you've got three times to see that account a week. You yeah. know, if, if they're going through a keg a week, you know, you've got, you've got a lot of FaceTime, which is, which is good. And it, I think that really helps us when, when, you know, with where the market was, where our products fit in the market, and how the, how the market reacted to a bunch of scrappy people you know, yeah. slinging kegs and cleaning lines and stuff. Like, I think that it all came together nicely for us. As far as mean, like making those relationships with those, yeah. with those places and yeah. yeah. And, and the beer is a relationship business. I mean, there's yeah. a couple, couple jokes about it. Like, you know, everybody likes a beer person. Well, yeah. I and mean, everybody wants to be friends. Everybody asks for free beer, but you know, it's, it still is a relationship business. Yeah. Yep. It really, it really is. And it should be like, I, I really think it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the best things about it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and I feel like it's a hard industry to get into um, as far as not, not just like getting to with the, with a job, but like get in. It, it's, it, I look at it this way. It's like it's hardworking, blue collar, but it's also creative. So it's that combination of you can have great ideas, but you have the work ethic to, to execute that right for yeah. long periods of time. And I, but I think once you're in, people respect you and it's like it, it's a family. So it's like dude, this this person has, let's say, proved themselves. But in a way, like, all right, this is somebody who fits into the beer community. I think yeah, it was yeah. a good introduction for craft beer to Tucson because a lot of the accounts that we were going into had never seen anything like that. Yeah. And so you're kind of also educating them on clean lines and things that you know maybe people hadn't talked to them about before. <laughs> right. I have forgot how many times we had to argue about, you know, no, we need to come in and clean the lines every two weeks. Yeah. Well, am I going to lose that beer? Yeah. <laughs> you are going to lose that right. beer. That's in the line or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. but you know, you they s- hadn't they hadn't really thought about that and and been educated. I, I completely forgot about all those times. And then you show I them the line. It out. I got blacked it out. Of that was one of the interesting things. Is that, like you know, Ashley would take out a part of the line. One of our early draft texts not one of our brewers, and uh, you know they have that argument with her, and she's like, "Well, here's a little stretch of your beer line," and they're like, "Oh, okay." Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those things just get gross, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, but it's it's they don't know, right? They don't right. know. It's yeah, not it's like totally they're negligent. All that I mean, sometimes yeah. they are, but sometimes like shit, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah, I think people are now getting on board and like understanding the the value of that. Yeah, I was always blown away. You know, restaurants will put in equipment that they know how to operate, but they'll put in a draft system. I have no idea. It's like a black box for them. Right. The keg, the keg <laughs> right. comes in and beer comes out. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> and somehow in between the line just gets clean. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so when things started really taking off as far as like, you know, you guys are getting more accounts and, and you start to, to expand, like, um, uh, I think it was episode 100 I did with Mother Road. They were number one and 100. I had to oh, go cool. back up to celebrate with them. But uh, but they were talking about like trying to, as they were growing from, you know, like whatever, a four-person operation to whatever they're at now, like keeping that culture like the same. Was that something that was a struggle for you guys or is it something that you guys kind of knew how to handle or you just did it as you went? I wouldn't say that it was something that we knew how to <laughs> how to do but you know by luck or whatever i think i think we've done a pretty good job of keeping a pretty pretty good culture um you know we've we've grown relatively steadily yeah you know for the first five or six years it was about 30 percent every year okay um you know so it, it is it's always kind of been in the same mode of you know like you know what's the next project and 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 as people come in you know you know early on it was me and tristan training a lot of people uh, you know, and now it's, uh, you know, we've got 
crews to kind of help out with all that. And so, I don't know. I, th- I think I think we've got a really good crew. That's most most of the people have been here for a really long time. You know, we've got people that uh, I think one of our brewers started in the first year we were open. Stout obviously has been here. You know, I think maybe what a month or two after Sean. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like we have we have pretty low turnover, and and uh, people really care about each other and the beer. And, yeah. And and like really, those are the the things that we care about. And that core foundation, I think, it just builds on itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you have a bunch of people who like one another and get along with one another, it's, I think it'd be unusual if you brought in someone that you're like, I don't really like this guy, but let's hire him. You yeah. Know, like here, <laughs> it's a lot of people. Like I said, you know, sitting at that table where we'd have those uh, beer dinners that Tristan would put on. Uh, there are people that are kind of an extension of that that now work here. And, um, and I, I mean, now as we've gotten larger, I think there are some people that are like, wow, who's this guy and what's his connection? But there are quite a few people that knew someone who knew someone and you kind of, you hired a culture. Uh, Brewers yeah, Association w- puts out that magazine and they had a great article about that that was like hired a culture, you know, like it really, really helps at the end of the day because, yeah. I mean, bottom line is, is those guys are busting their ass in the back. And, uh, you know, it's hot, it's a long day and, uh, you want people that are going to be able to lean on one another and, uh, and enjoy having a beer with one another at the end of the day. And it just really kind of speaks to the productivity. Yeah. I would say that our culture has probably changed somewhat over the, over the course of seven years, but I think that, you know, it's still, I I would say it's true to brand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the thing we always talk about. Uh, I would say that, that, you know, there's, we still have the same core values and, it's just how that kind of manifests itself is a little bit different as you bring more and more people in and, and you get, you know, you get a lot more diversity when you, when you bring more people in a lot more opinions, a lot more, sure. a lot more thought. So, yeah. And that, that culture comes out in, in the product as well, right? Like if people are like button heads and it's just not a, it's, it's not going to create a good product. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so speaking of, there are 10 products up here, right? <laughs> and I just saw the, uh, the Should be 11, but colla- oh, well coming soon. Is the Saison Blue. That mm-hmm. will be number 11. So you got 11 tap handles here. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the collab with Mother Road? What is uh, That's a, um, it's a Leuven style wit. Okay. It's like a, um, kind of a traditional take on, on a wit beer. Um, there's a line in, or really a section in uh, a book called Brewing with Wheat. Just wanna, I mean, with what? Uh, Brewing with wheat. Oh, wheat. Um, it's it's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stout asked me yesterday, is this like a Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> right. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and and um, uh, the author talks about this old, uh, you know, basically the way a wit beer used to be, uh, you know, way back in the day uh, when, when all beer was a little bit sour. Um, you know, it's, it was a beer that was meant to be consumed fresh and, you know, had a lot in common with, you know, Berliner Weiss or Goza. Uh, just that that bright acidity uh with kind of like the soft soft wheat character okay and uh, like after i read that um you know years and years ago it was just like something that stuck with me all the time and and tristan and i have talked about making a beer like that a couple of times over the past we actually did one with um pueblo vita in 1055 a few years ago called blanche de ventana sounds Um, familiar yeah yeah anyways you know it kind of came up like always when you talk to brewers about collabs they're gonna they say what historical style are we gonna make <laughs> what yeah. like triple ipa or you know are we gonna make a lager yeah and so i don't know uh we were talking with john at uh john hunter at mother road and he was like oh you guys want to do a uh, historical style and i was like yes we'll do this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well there were there were a bunch of other b-roll ideas thrown yeah, around yeah, yeah. And, and so we kind of we were like let's 
there's always like this, you know, the smoked lager or the smoked, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. which we've done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we figured, we figured this would be something that would be in our wheelhouse. Um, we upgraded our brew house in 2017, 2016, uh, end of 2017. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Eric went through a lot of trouble to set it up so that we could do kettle sours really efficiently. Oh, nice. And we've done like two since <laughs> yeah. we got that new brew house. <laughs> <laughs> That's two more than before though. Is that right? No, yeah. no we've done a few, okay. but it was always like pulling teeth with our old brew house. Okay. And now it's, it's, you know, it's pretty great. We can, you know, run a batch of IPA and, you know, put something kettle souring and then, you know, run something else. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's nice, but you know, we just don't do it that often. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that was, that was, yeah. It was it was a fun brew day. John's a really cool dude. Yeah, I haven't met him. I've met a, a handful of people up there, but I haven't met him. Is he one of the brewers? Uh, he's the brewer at Butler now, right? Uh, oh. No, he's he's the head brewer downtown now. Oh, oh gotcha. Gotcha. I always get gotcha. them confused. I always think Butler's downtown. It's Campbell is the yes. is. I met Campbell. I, I haven't met Campbell, but um, uh, Francis. I've met yeah. Francis and Michael and yeah. yeah. So uh, Francis and John basically just traded uh, a few months ago. Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay, actually, like right before we brewed this. Um, oh, okay. You know, they just you know traded spots <laughs> right i'll go downtown you come over here yeah, for a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. yeah john so, was a brewer in san diego for a long time oh gotcha so, okay yeah he's got a lot of experience pretty pretty cool dude they do some great beers too yeah, man i love sure. i love my, that was like my like my first love like uh going to the flagstaff tap room and having the, the lost highway on that patio i didn't care if it was 80 or 20 like yeah. it didn't yep. matter that patio was just awesome for yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is i blackout ipa is what i call it because it, <laughs> yeah. it, i think it's eight percent so i'd go up to my, my in-laws lived up there and it just i think it was like 250 350 for the imperial pints you know, this is awesome <laughs> just pounding this thing and then you'd stand up like holy shit okay that was that's yeah great beer though yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, one thing uh, that that I, I encounter a lot with with brewers, like founding brewers specifically, is sometimes you get to a point where you're not really brewing anymore. Are you still able to to get back there? And no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no I don't do you brew miss that? I do. Just, yeah. Sadly, shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> so what does your what does your role look like then? Like just kind of overseeing the whole operation? Yeah, kind of back of the house stuff. Okay. Um, you know, I have a uh, Wes is. Um, He's our production manager, um, so he uh, takes care of scheduling tanks and, and batches. Uh, Carl Case is our, our packaging supervisor, so he, he schedules, uh, you know, packaging runs, um, kind of works with Tristan to figure out pack mixes and things like that. Um, and I just kind of like, I mean, really, I'm, I feel like I'm just there to, like, help out <laughs> when I can. <laughs> yeah, like, I do a lot of... Uh, I spend a lot of time fixing stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we, although we've also got some, you know, a crew that does that. Um, I just, mostly I just support the, the crew that we have as yeah. best I can um, and uh, try and make sure they've got everything that they need. I think that's a, that's a product of being a good manager is getting people that can, you can trust to do the job and then you support them. Which it's true. That's, yeah. That's what I try to do, but. I'm not as good at it as Eric. Right. <laughs> it's a team, though, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's the team effort. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is probably a dumb question, but you guys have your own canning line? Yeah. For as much of cans as you guys put out, I'm thinking that's, oh, yeah. you got to have your own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and do you guys still self-distribute? I mean, not really. Okay. We'll if, run a keg every once in a while. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Yeah. I mean, at, at this capacity, you got to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and if you want to know that story, I'm happy to share it. Please, please do. Because uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I, my, my original role was uh, sales and distribution. Okay. So, you know, we opened with a, what was it, a 14 foot refrigerated Mitsubishi. It was a 2004 Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi Fuso. It was refrigerated a death box. box tra- it, was, yeah. it was a what? Death box. It, oh, was, really? yeah. it was one of those flat face, short cab, you know, cab over the engine uh, yeah. things. Terrifying. And I don't think that it was really meant to drive up and down I-10 at like 70 miles an hour, but we did that a few, few times. times a week? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, so, we, I mean, we started with that. That was the whole goal was to distribute. And, you know, we, I'll be honest, we thought that, oh, you know, we don't really know what, we thought Stronghold was going to be our flagship. Turns out it's IPA. We thought, yeah. We were gonna have a hard time selling any draft. Turns out we sold out, you know, immediately of our first batch. Um, so that side of the business really blew up, and we hired our first production person was a guy named Pat, um, who was hired originally to brew because Eric, you know, Eric and I were flailing. We'd finished building this place, and you know ordered our materials and started running trucks and cleaning lines. And it was like, okay, now we need help. We need help. Yeah. Um, period. <laughs> help. And, yeah. Just help. Yeah. And so, you know, back in the day we were doing a little bit of everything. Um, and so Eric said, I need, you know, we've got this guy, Pat, and he wants to work in the beer industry. We said, sure, let's bring him on. Uh, quickly, I think it was within three or four weeks. I was like, yeah, he's going to be cleaning lines and running a truck for me. Cause I got too much other crap going on. Yeah. And uh, Eric was like, okay, so anyway, he ended up kind of taking over some of that, and um, we, at the height when we were self-distributing, we had a full-time driver, two draft techs, a sales man- manager route kind of guy, which was Pat, and then I was handling a lot of the paperwork and um, overseeing and covering uh, shifts and whatnot. So we had you know a full five-person crew on that, and I think we had, it was like you and Sean in yeah. the back. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had like, yeah. yeah, and I think we had two or three bartenders. I mean, it was like we had a big crew running distribution. Uh, unfortunately, the state cap is 3,000 barrels, and uh, we were running one truck basically into the ground. Um, my two draft techs were working 40-plus hours a week, too. So that was kind of the limit of what we could do with one truck, and we were on pace to do about 3,500 barrels. The, the cap is 3,000. Okay. Um, Where you have to... You have to go with the distributor at that well, point. Well, it's, it's really not specific, the law. Okay. Um, it says you can self-distribute up to 3,000 barrels a year. And so I called up our liquor lawyer and said, what would happen if we just blew through that cap? And she said, well, I don't know. It's, there's no precedent on that. And I said, well, what could happen? She said, well, three options. Either one, nothing. Two, they slap a fine on you. Or three, they take your license away. And I was like, <laughs> <a> three. Mm, <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty risky endeavor. <laughs> so, so we started shopping wholesalers. And uh, in 2005, or 2015, uh, we signed a distribution agreement uh, with Finley Distributing in Tucson and or Pima and Santa Cruz counties, whatever it is. Not Santa Cruz. Yeah, Santa Cruz. Uh, and uh, Crescent Crown in Maricopa and Pinal. Okay. Um, and so we, that, was our, that was the extent of our footprint. And that, that instantly changed a huge amount because now five people don't have 40-hour-a-week you know, jobs. Luckily, we were fortunate enough that um, my two draft techs moved over. I think they started in packaging. Or actually, Ashley had already moved over in packaging. It was Carl and yep. Matt. Yep. So they, they were able to move over into packaging. Um, Pat kind of took the wholesale 
I wouldn't say, I don't know exactly what his role was. I mean, it was sales for sure. Yeah. Um, but he was dealing a lot with our wholesalers and, um, and I was still doing paperwork. Uh, but yeah, we were able to keep everybody on, which was really cool. Um, that's huge, right? Because yeah. like, yeah. you make those changes, you're like, shit, now what do we, you know? But to be able well, to. Well, you've had these move. people that have been busting their ass for you for. Yeah, you way know. overqualified for what they were doing. So yeah. right. it kind of worked out. Right, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very proud of that as a company that we were able to, to maintain everybody. You know, we were overstaffed for about four months, but whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's more important to, to keep those people on because three of them have been on now for really long time, which is, yeah. which is great. Um,. Yeah, what were we talking about? I remember <laughs> self distribution. Self distribution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, we uh, we finished our statewide footprint uh, December of last year. Okay. Um, finally, inked a deal with Canyon Distributing on the the river and Yavapai counties. Okay. Mojave, Yuma, and La Paz. Was that north? north? It's like the whole set, a whole western part of the state. Oh, gotcha. On the okay. With uh, California, and okay. Then Yavapai County. Gotcha. It's like those outlying so, areas like Yuma and Kingman and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Havasu. Gotcha. So, well, before the last thing we'll talk about is is what's next for you guys. But before that, that barrel room is impressive. What the hell's going on in there? All sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of spiders that live in there. Are there? Um, <laughs> it's really just a spider home. Okay. Uh, but they got, help, right? They help. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We used to actually, you know, try and clean them up and stuff like that and you know we had we had problems with bugs um but yeah so in there aside from the spiders we've got a lot of beer <laughs> mostly um most of the beer in there is uh sour stuff nice. uh we we do a sour blonde um that kind of changes a little bit every time we release it so we have a lot of those barrels we've got some uh some darker kind of amber sour beer uh that we haven't released ever we just have, aging in like what is it aging in bourbon or usually something? Uh, most of them are uh, used red wine barrels nice. at this point we've turned most of those sour barrels enough that they're pretty neutral and we just you know we, we might get a little bit of tannin or something like that but okay. uh, you know they're, they're pretty neutral barrels we do have a fair bit of um, we've got some barley wine and um, kind of an assortment of barrels uh, used spirits barrels mostly okay. and then uh, we've got some Russian Imperial Stout um we we do a barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout every year as part of our sort of anniversary kind of uh, situation, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good wording. Anniversary situation, uh, I like that. But so like we we brew the Russian Imperial Stout for our anniversary party, and then okay. we barrel age some of it, and it comes out kind of whenever whenever yeah. it's ready. Um, we typically do that in spirit barrels. We we try and change it up every year, just to do something a little bit different. But um, yeah. So when you say sours, are you talking like kettle sours? Or are you talking about like uh, like wild ales? Yeah. Bread, like, like- I'm, so we tip generally. We we'll, we ferment in the um, in the fermenter with with a you know regular brewer's brewer's yeast, okay. uh, and then afterwards we'll rack it into the barrels and inoculate with uh, lacto PDO and Brett. Nice. Um, and so yeah, they, it takes a while. It's a lot a lot more time consuming to do it that way. And you know, we, I mean, we'll make kettle sours as often as we can also but yeah. uh like to have the variety you know it's I definitely like a different sort of experience for sure i i, I wish i i hope arizona is moving into that direction of more more beers yeah. like that i i love those beers yeah. um but uh that's awesome <laughs> i knew there was good stuff back there i knew it so well, what's next like what's 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 on the horizon for you guys do you have a idea a plan Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I wouldn't say whatever happens. I mean, we're yeah. well ahead of our of our planned out life. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we, I always tell this story that when we signed that five-year lease on Suite 111, we had plans to add, we started with three fermenters. We had plans to add six more by year five and then, you know, reevaluate. We had all nine fermenters within two years. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't have any plans to sign a lease next door. Then we added this space that we're in now. And then the space became available next door and we we're like, well, we're kind of running out of warehouse. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're well ahead of where we thought we would be at this point. Um, you know, we do have some volume goals about where we want where we want to be, um, but we're kind of in this in term of. You know, we've got some equipment that we're looking at adding. We've got some products that we're looking at adding, um, and then yeah, I mean, I'm interested in doing more barrel stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think our um, sort of general goals are, you know, stay in Arizona don't don't want to leave the state anytime soon um you know we want to keep making ipa but also you know expand and make you know kind of diversify the things that we uh, are known for a little bit um, yeah. start packaging a little bit more of our specialty beer which we've we started in in the last 12 months or so but i've noticed um, that yeah there's some really good stuff the one what the I can I can never say it. Sarcophagus? Sarcosecus? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just say sarco. I know it's yeah. not right. There's so not you just call it sarco. There, you're cool. Sarco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what we say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, so things like that, right? You're yeah. looking to put those things out more. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I love it, dude. I, I I would request more sours just for me personally. <laughs> sure, if yeah. it's just a you know a couple bottles up to my house in I North think, Phoenix. I think in a, within a few years we'd like to be able to be packaging those. Yeah. Um, so. It's, a, it's a huge challenge, though, just yeah. sure. logistics and, and all that. But yeah. And the it's risk. funny when you ask about what the the future entails, though, because, I don't know, as you're talking about Sarko, and I don't know, it just made me think of Next Door, and I always tell the story, but for a while I had this idea that we're going to be putting beer into bottles, like the 500 <laughs> mil, um, yeah. kind of similar to like what you see you know, German beers in, or like the Plenty of the Elder would be a good example. It's not really a bomber. It's not oh, a 12 yeah. ouncer. It's yep. kind of like that mid one. And uh, I remember there was a Saturday I was working. And I was explaining to someone. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to be packaging soon. And we're going to be doing these, like, 500 mil bottles. It's going to be pretty tight and blah, blah, blah. And unbeknownst to me, up in Denver, uh, Eric and Tristan were in the process of buying a canning line. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they had just gone to CBC. And that year was the year that they uh, uh, put out a bunch of information. It was just like cans are the way to go like yeah. all this research had come back uh, about do levels and everything else like that and uh i don't know i've learned very quickly like never say never yeah, and, yeah. uh you're yeah. so stoked about the bottles huh? yeah I just, yeah i just be ready to adjust on the fly i mean there's so many different elements of the brewery where you kind of have a general idea but more than anything you have to be kind of prepared for everything yeah um because you just don't know what, what, what you know what the hell's going to happen next, yeah. which is kind of exciting. I mean, you have a general idea, you're going in the right direction, but uh, you know, hold on tight because it's going right. to be an interesting <laughs> ride. <laughs> well, there's there's still a lot of aspects of the business that we're still learning too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like figuring things out, and the market's wildly different seven years ago than it is today. Sure, um, which is cool. Yeah, got to make adjustments. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you guys are doing great stuff. I, I, I love your beers. I appreciate you guys having us in and love, love this tap room. This is, uh, I, this, I don't know why, but the size of it is much bigger than I thought. No, and offense. you don't even have to, <laughs> no, you don't even have the full effect of the lighting right now. You've got the, the, Oh yeah. Nice. Call them to get the F out lights, yeah. the, the big fluorescence <laughs> that kind of wash everything out. But the lighting uh, is pretty sweet. 
once so. the uh, sun goes down. That's a good point because you have these like the, the the bulbs with the metal covers on them. Yeah. I don't know what the technical term for that is, but uh, what is it? It's a yeah. very dark, like, cool room. Yeah, which is nice, especially with this. Uh, sweet weather that we have right now <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> right. yeah um do you guys do events and stuff here too yeah. like uh like trivia and things like that like what, what, what kind of things you guys do we don't do trivia so much uh we tried that for a little while and it, it was uh, lame which nah, is good now. <laughs> no, no, it, it attracted a lot of people but then we also have a lot of regulars okay. um we're pretty fortunate that we have like a good core regular group that comes through here uh all over this side of town there's not a lot in the west side of Tucson. Um, so a lot of people kind of make this their home away from home. Um, but we do uh, a lot of stuff throughout the community. Um, and so a lot of different groups meet up here, link up here. And um, a lot of it's just kind of real grassroots, organic type stuff. You know, yeah. not super structured. Uh, although sometimes it is. Uh, whether we're working with Pink Boots or whatnot. Um, other organizations like that. But then also we have, you know... What was it like last semester we had a couple groups of law students that this was the place that they'd link up and like do all their studying which was oh, kind of man. interesting and nice. then they get to reward themselves with a pine afterwards you know right. like yeah. things we of also, that nature we yeah. also do like yoga on the weekends and oh, nice. we have right. a boot camp that comes through on Sundays that right uh, you get that you know. post-workout beer afterwards yeah. it's yeah Really good for you. Yeah, which you, can, you can see all our events on our website, by the way. Okay, yeah. which is <laughs> which dragonbrewing.com. All right, perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> get the plug in, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> you sure. tell these two don't do sales. That's what you're here for. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> that was good, though. That was good. Uh, so, what are the hours of the of the tap? I mean, you got your beers now all across the state, right? So you can find it. Uh, is there anything on the website like a beer finder or anything like that where people can find? We had one, and it was a huge pain to really. It seems uh, like it'd be a pain in the there. ass. Yeah. yeah, we're we're sitting at about 850 retail partners okay. right now. Um, yeah. We might even be closing in on 900, but uh, it starts becoming a full time chore to uh, keep up to date with that. And uh, but uh, we're in most of the main grocery stores. Okay, uh, with our cans, typically the IPA, uh, Santa Cruiser, and. Uh, just got some placements with refraction uh, and some some grocery store resets but um, like i said i mean 60 percent of our beers sold in tucson so gotcha come down to 50 miles of of the brewery which is that i'm really proud of that that's that's really cool kind of awesome yeah well and i i'm I'm, if if you're listening to this you got to come into this place like that just the experience the tap room i mean you can see all the you know the fermenters here and you've got the barrels it's just a it's a great place thank you you asked our hours we were three to ten on the weekdays and uh Noon to ten on weekends. Okay, on Saturday we close on. Yeah, we close early on Sunday. Yeah. Sunday's a really good. Gotcha. A little rest for you guys. Yeah, we gotta go yeah. out and do our own drinking. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Stay here and do our own drinking. Yeah. Perfect Sunday for that. Yeah. Well, awesome guys. Really appreciate this. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Tap that AZ is part of the Hopped Up Network. HoppedUpNetwork.com. Go check them out. Around thirty something craft beer podcasts across the country. Go check them out and find a new beer podcast. And always remember, stay awesome. Estoy tan